You guys know I'm all about making our lives as easy as possible in sobriety. Well, you can eat stress-free this spring with Factor Meals, and they're offering my listeners 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month with code HAPPIEST50. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and dietitian approved You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options plus more than 60 different add-ons. What I love so much about Factor is that I've never been someone who makes time for cooking, but with Factor, I have delicious meals ready to go and on the table in just two minutes so I can get back to doing what I want with my time without the hassle of any prep, cooking, or cleanup, a total godsend. Factor is also celebrating Earth Day all month long, so look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash happiest50 and use code happiest50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code happiest50 at factormeals.com slash happiest50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. There are so many amazing perks of being sober, and one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level, and it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before, but let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I am excited about OneSkin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. And welcome to Happiest Sober Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, it is not even 6 a.m. right now as I'm recording this. I'm just sitting here having my morning coffee. Um, so what a nice way to start my day by chatting with all of you. Um, oh my gosh, don't you just love that sobriety is like reclaiming our mornings for ourselves? I've always been a morning person and I love morning time. Um even in my drinking days, I would set my alarm for super early, but like obviously mornings were more often than not ruined by <laughs> the fact that I drank the night before. So, oh my God, I just, I think that really will never get old for me that um, I've like reclaimed mornings for myself and that, you know, it's nice to not wake up in a shame spiral. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, so today I wanted to chat with you about... Um, courage and facing our fears in sobriety. I think that um, both of those things are such a huge part of sobriety because sobriety in the first place takes a lot of courage. <laughs> sobriety in the first place takes a lot of courage um, and is a really scary thing to do. Um, I know for myself that like such a scary thing for me to do was to even just be honest with people in my life about where I was at with my relationship with alcohol because it's really scary to imagine our lives without alcohol in them or my life without alcohol in it um, when it was something that I relied on for a really long time even just something that I relied on to feel 
good. Like it was, it was something that I believed at the time brought me a lot of happiness in my life. Um, and so imagining life without it was a really scary thing. And so that's why talking to other people or sort of like admitting to other people that I was struggling felt really scary because it felt like, okay, once I say this and once I'm honest, like there's no turning back. Like I'm, I can't, I can't pretend anymore. I can't hide anymore how alcohol is, is affecting me. Like once they know, then they know. Um, so that was something that was really, really scary for me. Um, cause it, it felt like telling other people, um, made it real so obviously a really common phrase when it comes to drinking and courage is liquid courage and that was something that I relied on big time if I was gonna like go to a party or go on a date or whatever I'll just have some liquid courage now in sobriety I think the term liquid courage is such bullshit it's like it doesn't even make sense it's contradictory because the whole definition of courage is doing something that scares you and the real idea of courage is feeling our fear and then doing that thing anyways despite feeling that fear like that's what real courage is so liquid courage all it's really doing is quieting that voice it's not actually making us brave or courageous it's just quieting that voice of fear or insecurity so that we feel like we can do that thing, but we're not actually growing from that whatsoever. Um, so I like to think of like courage as like a muscle that we can strengthen. So whenever we're doing something that scares us in sobriety and we're like feeling that fear and doing the thing anyways, we're like strengthening that muscle. Um, I really think like when I think about fear, I think of kind of like two types of fear so there's the type of fear where I'm scared but I don't feel like I'm in danger so for example like public speaking a job interview going like or in sobriety going on a first date going to a party those are types of things that make us feel nervous or like we're, we feel scared to do them but like we know we're gonna be okay and we're not fearing for our lives necessarily um and then in my mind the other type of fear is the type where like it is like an adrenaline like so like I think of like bungee jumping skydiving roller coasters I say all these things because these are things that I'm scared of um but the types of things where like you actually feel like you're in danger or you could be in danger um that's like a second type of fear to me um so I feel like the first type of fear is really what we kind of have to confront or face in sobriety is this fear of like doing things that we're scared to do them, but it's more so because they're so out of our comfort zone. Um, so again, like going to a party sober is really scary when you first get sober. Going on a first date sober is really scary. Celebrations, holidays, going on a trip sober. These are things that can feel really scary and Again, I feel like the amazing thing about doing these things in sobriety is that just like I talk a lot about having to feel our discomfort, it's the exact same thing where we have to feel our fear and then just do it. Like we're not we're not relying on liquid courage anymore. 
we just have to feel scared and then do it anyway and that really is like a building of that courage muscle and really ultimately like the confidence muscle um because I feel like going to a party sober, even if you feel so scared and you feel so nervous and maybe you feel really freaking awkward when you're there and you don't know what to do with yourself, um, ultimately that's building up confidence. It's really interesting when I think about the fact that like I didn't really drink through high school. I didn't drink until my very last year of high school. And a big reason that like my mom didn't want us to drink in high school was because she said, I want you guys to build authentic confidence. And obviously those years are pretty formative in terms of like learning to socialize and go to parties. So for most of those like teen years for me, I wasn't drinking to socialize. But once I started drinking, all bets were off. I relied on alcohol to feel confident in social situations. Um, And so even though like I did start later in life, it was still something that I had to kind of relearn again because it was, it felt so easy once I started drinking. Oh, okay, like this lets me get out of my head. This helps me feel comfortable. Um, And it really like obviously alcohol just quiets our voice of insecurity in in social situations. Um, And so adjusting back to being at a party and you're not quieting that voice anymore and so maybe you are feeling really insecure or you're not feeling comfortable in your skin or you're feeling whatever like you're having to feel all of that again but now that you're actually letting yourself feel that you're letting yourself build up this authentic confidence So yeah, even if for so many years drinking alcohol has felt like this easy way to just like let loose and feel comfortable, you're not actually becoming a confident person. You're only using alcohol to like quiet that voice. And then we all know that ultimately that does come with a price the next day. I find that to be so kind of ironic that I used alcohol to feel more confident and more comfortable because I cared about how other people were perceiving me. And then that came at the cost the next day of feeling like terrible about how other people were perceiving me and feeling embarrassed and feeling like oh my god I acted like an idiot last night so I do find it kind of funny now to look back on the fact that I drank because it made me feel more confident in social situations which ultimately really is coming from a place of caring what other people think about us and then the next day I'd be in a shame spiral about what other people thought about how drunk I was so it really was something that just backfired big time Um, and that leads me to another point which is that I feel like a big part of facing our fears and sobriety especially in terms of being in a social situation which is definitely something that's really scary for a lot of people in early sobriety is that it is a practice of letting go of what other people think about us. Um, I feel like that applies to just feeling nervous and maybe a bit awkward in social situations when you're adjusting to doing them sober again, but then in sobriety, it's the added layer as well of worrying about what other people are going to think about the fact that that you don't drink. I think that's something that can be really scary as a sober person, um, especially a newly sober person, is the fear of other people's judgments, fear of people thinking you're no fun anymore if you don't drink, fear of the stigma that comes with being sober. Um, 
But I think it's so funny because everything that I used alcohol for and then everything that I was scared of when it came to sobriety has been like almost the complete opposite. Um, So I used alcohol to feel more confident and comfortable in my skin in social situations. And then as a result of that, I woke up the next day feeling terrible about myself and also never really having to build up real confidence because all I was doing was using alcohol to take the edge off of any nervousness or insecurities that I felt Um, meanwhile in sobriety I was scared of not feeling confident in social situations without booze and then also scared of being judged by other people for not drinking or just worrying what other people would think about me because of it Um, and it's been the complete opposite like now I've had two years of showing up as myself soberly um, and that's forced me to get comfortable with that and like I'm so much more confident because of continually putting myself in that situation where I'm showing up as myself I'm not taking the edge off I'm not quieting any voices of insecurity when they come up um, which means I have to just work through those voices when they come up and work through those thoughts when they come up Um, and then the fear of other people judging me is like I'm so proud of who I am now and like I go to a party and I wake up the next day and I can feel proud of the person that I am and um that's such an amazing feeling so it really is like everything that I that I used alcohol for in terms of like socializing or going to a party or doing anything out of my comfort zone is really what like I have gotten out of repeatedly doing these things sober. Um, So it really is just like a muscle that we have to strengthen and sobriety forces us to strengthen it the more that we do these things. Um, And so that's a really cool thing. And so again, liquid courage is just bullshit. (laughs) It's It's not actual courage. It's not how we actually grow. Um, And so I do want to touch on the other type of fear because... If you're anything like me, then it does play a part in sobriety. I'm someone who I have a lot of fears. <laughs> um, I'm great at like facing my fears when it comes to the first type. I will put myself out of my comfort zone. I move to another part of the world for a year. I'm like, give me all the scary life experiences and I will do them. But make me watch a scary movie put me on a roller coaster like freaking forget about it like I don't like heights I like to be on the ground I don't like flying um and like even as a kid at nighttime I was always terrified like I've just always been someone with lots of fears in terms of just like actually feeling scared of things um And I got that from my mom. And so I had a really interesting conversation with her about this the other day because she was saying how when she first started drinking, um, she was always so scared. Keep in mind, this would have been like the 70s in her, like as a kid and in in her teens to um, like walk home alone in the dark. And the first time she ever got drunk, she realized like, oh my God, I'm not scared. I have that lack of fear. So like walking home alone in the dark, she didn't have to feel scared anymore. And I could really relate to that as well. Like just as someone who's always anxious about like actually unsafe situations or what I feel are unsafe situations like I was always scared to get like in an uber or a cab by myself and then when I would be drunk I wouldn't care um and so I think that for people who 
are kind of like anxious or scared people with certain things like that then we can really rely on alcohol to not feel scared anymore and like that's not a good thing um because there were so many times that I got in an uber and I passed out in it and I woke up to my uber driver like outside my house struggling to wake me up and like thank god I never got in a car with the wrong uber driver because that those situations could have ended terribly um and that's a whole other conversation to have about like lack of safety around drinking but um I think of so many things that like I'm afraid of that that I never was willing to face before without booze I think of um I went on a family trip to um the Dominican and I went parasailing and that's something I'm scared of heights. Like I don't like those kinds of things. And so I was just like, I'm going to do it. I downed so many wines and did it and like was kind of proud of myself, but like not really because all I did was like drink so that I could work up the courage to do it. Um, and so it was a little bit of an empty victory <laughs> because I was like, yeah, I did this thing that no one would have thought. No, anyone who knows me wouldn't have thought that I that I would have done, but I did it. But it was only because I was like, I'm going to get drunk and do it. Um, and so a really, really big one for me in sobriety has been flying because I love traveling and I'm terrified of flying. And so for the last like decade of my life I just relied on liquid courage on getting drunk at the airport before getting on a plane that was my only coping mechanism it was the only thing I could do to face that fear and have it be not like a completely terrible experience because traveling something that's really important to me and I've always been really clear in my head that um, I'm not gonna ever not travel because of my fear of flying and so that was just the way to do it it made it feel easier and so when I first quit drinking which keep in mind was during um, pretty early days of the pandemic that was the thing that I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do that because if I if I never parasail or do something like that again that's fine but Flying is something that is like a necessary part to me of like really experiencing life fully because traveling is something that's really important to me. Um, and I remember saying on the phone to my mom, like, can't I just be a sober person who only drinks when they fly? That will be my one exception. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Um, and so I finally did go on my first sober trip this past summer um again it was a bit further into my sobriety than it would have otherwise been because of the pandemic um and that was something that I was so scared about up until I did it um something that I felt was really just like hanging over my head in sobriety like I still haven't gone on a flight sober and I don't know how I'm gonna do it and it was really scary I cried when we took off like I I didn't obviously have anything to take the edge off I felt terrified but I did it I just let myself feel scared I was like this is going to be awful and it's going to be scary and I, I'm, I'm just going to have to do that um, and I really did think about beforehand that I think that I have prevented myself from properly getting over my fear of flying because I was using alcohol to cope and so again I wasn't actually feeling the fear in doing it I was just using alcohol to sort of quiet my anxiety and to not feel to kind of like numb those feelings of fear 
And so I think that that probably really did just prevent me from actually ever getting through it. Maybe if I had just been flying sober for those 10 years, maybe I would have gotten over it by now. Or, you know, maybe not. Maybe it would just always be something that's a bit scary for me. But I did do the flight. And, like, when we landed, my sister, like, oh, my God, my poor sister had a death grip on her hand for that flight. But she looked at me and was like, you did it when we landed. And, like, I felt so emotional um, because because I did. I did it. Um, And that was something that was sort of unfathomable to me for a long time. Um, And... I will say like the flight home, it was a quick little weekend trip to New York. The flight home was still scary, but I think it was slightly a little bit better. Um, And so even that I found so encouraging. And this is the thing about doing things that scare us is that, and I hate being scared. I hate it. I hate being scared. I'll never understand people who watch scary movies for the fun of it or who love going on like a roller coaster because of the adrenaline rush. I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm I'm falling to my death. I've never understood it. But the feeling afterwards of doing something that terrified me and then being like, oh my God, I did it is the most empowering feeling ever like I felt so proud of myself I felt empowered I felt accomplished like it was the best feeling and I do feel like the more I keep facing that fear um hopefully the easier it will get with time and so I did just want to kind of touch on like there are other fear fears that like are really intense that might feel like unthinkable like I could never do that thing without alcohol when you're first thinking about getting sober and for me flying was one and I did it and so like we can do things that scare us um it's not easy but it's worth it because you really do feel so empowered and just like it makes you a more courageous person because courage really is feeling your fear, feeling afraid and doing something. And just I will go back to um, what I said about, you know, putting ourselves in unsafe situations. Like fear exists for a reason and it is an indicator to let us know when we are in danger. And so there is something to be said about quieting that voice of fear is not a good thing. Like I think it's so cool to be sober and to be willing to face our fears with like a clear, rational mind, but being super drunk and having that voice of fear quieted is actually super unsafe. Like it's there to let us know when we're in danger and we do put ourselves in dangerous situations when we're drinking. And so feeling our fear is like, it's really cool because we can grow from it, but then we also are keeping ourselves safe by knowing to not get into unsafe situations so it is really cool to look back on like sobriety has just genuinely made me a more brave person even like putting my life online sharing online about my sobriety was a scary thing to do and I think that a few years ago it's something that I would have felt probably too scared to do Um, and I do really credit like getting sober with being so much more willing to face my fears, to be willing to feel uncomfortable, to be willing to just like feel 
anxious and insecure and just still do things anyways um because again it is just like inherently something that takes so much courage and I feel like if you're willing to do the scary thing of getting sober then you are fully capable of doing any other thing that scares you in life so if you're sober you're thinking of getting sober um just know that you're just like growing that that courage muscle so if you're like filled with lots of fears that means you're a courageous person (laughs) it seems counterintuitive but it's true um we're not quieting our fears with liquid courage anymore and that takes the most courage of all so if you're here I'm so proud of you for that. Um, Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. Some housekeeping items. Um, If you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, there are six days left to sign up for my holiday support group. Um, I know that sober holidays can be a very scary thing in early sobriety especially. So if you're looking for some extra support, head to the link in my bio on Instagram at happiest sober and also it's in my bio at happiest sober podcast um, to sign up registration closes on um, Monday November 28th at 8 30 p.m. Um, and of course just because it's so on topic I know that traveling sober can be so scary I mean I just rambled on for a long time about that so if you're interested in traveling with a group of sober people I think it's just like the perfect opportunity to travel with other sober people and not have to worry about the pressures of drinking and speaking of fears one of the things we're doing on that trip is an optional we're visiting a waterfall and there's the option to go canyoneering down the waterfalls and if you know me by now after listening to this episode you know that that's not something (laughs) that I would necessarily go for usually but I'm really gonna try to face my fears on this one I'm gonna try to do it um so if you feel scared to travel sober and you want to come do it with a group of sober people who are all facing our fears together, um, my trip to Costa Rica is still available to book. So again, head to the link in my bio at Happiest Sober on Instagram to sign up um, or just shoot me a message on Instagram if you have any questions at all about it. I'm so excited about it and I'm just so excited to meet some more people from this community and to travel together. So if you've made it this far into the episode, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, If you enjoyed the episode, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe and I will chat with you next week. I hope you have an awesome hangover-free week. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope 
listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.